0: Let me ask you a question. Just to use the number, 5,000. If 5,000 African-Americans showed up at our our Capitol with that same attitude as those freaking white insurrectionists did on January 6th, they would all be shot right there on spot.
1: Well, that's a different story, Scotty. That's not what I'm saying. But but no, but no, but it isn't. It isn't.
0: Think about it. That mentality is ingrained in people in this country. Sometimes people understand that they're entitled and other people don't. Those people that marched on January 6th, they knew they were entitled. They knew that they felt that they had the right to be there because of the their skin, because of everything else that they've been through in their lives, that they get what they want.
1: The former president of the United States is essentially being sued and could possibly be charged federally. But this is the first step of this, right? Donald Trump is being sued by the state of New York for overvaluing his assets. So when I first heard this story, and by the way, I don't mean now because it's being declared officially by Letitia James, who is the AG, the Attorney General of New York. I mean, before, I mean, we've known about this for a long time. People who knew Donald Trump for the last 10 years have been saying this about him. By the way, there's a reason that nobody does business with Donald Trump in New York. A long, long time ago, most of the business people in New York, and I'm not talking about you know, the, the most ethical people on earth, because, you know, in the real estate business in New York, there's not a lot of ethics. But among the unethical, Donald Trump was seen as the least ethical. Think about that for a minute, right? Scotty, I mean, you're from New York. I mean, New, New York real estate is like a, a cesspool. Of guys and gals who go in there and do whatever they had, shady yeah. deal after yeah. shady deal. So yeah. I mean, if the if the if the shady dealers didn't want to talk to him, what the hell does that yeah. say?
0: It says everything you need to know about the character of the man. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> to be honest, I mean, he could only there was only one there was only one group of people, you know, during that period of the uh, you know late 70s into the you know early 90s that would do business with him. And that was the mob. I mean, you know, yeah. no no bank would touch him. No, you know, no, nothing would t- touch him. Well,
1: it but, but, people, no, but but this know? is this is where this story gets so interesting. He did get Deutsche Bank, right? Yeah. Now, I know, Deutsche Bank is, you know, German. So, oh, obviously, wow. we're not talking about a bank in the United States. But still, it's, it, it works in the United yeah. States. they got offices in New York City. He got certain banks to work with him and give him what he wanted right. because, and now... Here's the the crux of this story. What Donald Trump was doing was he was telling Deutsche Bank that his assets were worth billions of dollars. So much money. I am so rich. Oh, my God. This building over here on the corner of Elm and this, it's worth at least a billion dollars. And by the way, this here, I'll give you an example of one of them, by the way a building on park avenue it's an apartment donald trump described it as a problematic building but he said it was the bane of his existence in fact the bane of his existence he says it was it was uh, it, w- it was not a good building for him so they had it appraised just like when you're going to sell your house you have to have your house appraised right the appraisal came back for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's all the building was worth. Jerry, you got that? You're writing this down? Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? Just like tomorrow you're gonna sell your house and the appraisal comes and says, Mr., you know, Mednik, Mr. Mednik. Your building is worth $750. And he says it like with an accountant's voice, you know? (laughs) There it is. $750 on the dot. That's all you get. And that's what it's going to be appraised at. So that's what the bank will give you for it, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you very much. And here's my appraisal fee. It's whatever, you know, $1,000. Great. It's appraised for $750,000. Donald Trump then put it on. uh, Instead, Donald Trump then goes to get a loan. and. Appraises it himself to the bank or tells the bank it's worth $50 million. Are you following the numbers? Now, everybody does this a little bit, right? We all do this. I do this. Everybody does this. Oh, yeah, my house is awesome. Come see it. It's <laughs> gotta be worth at least this. But then the appraisal comes in, and you're like, why did the appraiser yeah. that? You know, so so the appraisal is the appraisal. That's what we that's the rule, that's what we go by. Somehow he was able to put it down as $50 million. But then he used the appraisal on his taxes to show that he didn't have a lot of money so he wouldn't have to pay more taxes. So he's telling one story to the tax man, another story to the bank. I mean, this is not fair. It sounds against the law. It's against the law. Exactly.
0: Ah, there it is. That's so, what it so, sounds like.
1: And he didn't do this with just his one property. He did this with Doral Country Club. He did this with Mar-a-Lago. He did this here. He did this there. Okay, great. So apparently the guy was doing this kind of thing. The reason it's important is, is he's the former president of the United States. You know what? If you didn't want this stuff to come out, don't run for president. And right. don't win. <laughs> like, if you don't, you know, <laughs> if, if you got, if you got ghosts for skeletons in your closet, then you know what? Keep yeah. the keep the closet door closed. Mm-hmm. But the moment you run for president, man, this stuff's gonna come out. I'm sorry. And these skeletons look bad. Here's Letitia James making the announcement that, uh, as we know, I mean, this is not a brand new story. I'm not telling you anything you didn't know. Th- there, there, is, there is a wrinkle to this story though. There's a wrinkle to this story and, and I wanna share it with you because remember, and again, I always go back to this, right, Scotty? I say this because I'm a Latino and this man has said the most vile, horrible things about me, my mother, my father, my brother, my friends. He has said, we are all criminals. He has said, we are all rapists. He has said, we are poisoning this country. He has said, we are unethical. He has said all these things about us, right? So to a certain extent, when I now see a story where I can fairly say, who's the criminal here? Who's the unethical one here? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but yes, I'm taking advantage of this opportunity. I'm taking advantage of this opportunity. Here's Letitia James making the announcement on Fox News, no less about what the former president of the United States did. Go. Let's take
2: Trump Park Avenue in New York. This building contains both commercial and residential space. The unsold residential condo units owned by Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization represent- So
3: the the New York State Attorney General has just announced uh, a rather lengthy and detailed uh, layout of the lawsuit that she is putting against Donald Trump, former president.
1: Did you just see that? The, 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 the former president of the United States, you just heard, is being charged by the attorney general of the state of New York. And as she's announcing the decision and is about to explain what I just explained about this building on Park Avenue that was appraised for 750000 but he valued it at $50 million. Again, let me give you those numbers again, Okay. 750,000 actual value 50 million is the value that Donald Trump gave to a bank to get a loan. And then he said 750 on his taxes but 50 million to get a loan. This isn't even close. This isn't like me or you or my dad or you know any one of us exaggerating a little bit so we can pay a few less fewer dollars in ta- no 75,000 I mean, 750000 to $50 million? That's a big jump. That's a hell of a jump. <laughs> it's a pretty big, yeah,
0: you know. You That's gotta, a big you stretch. Gotta,
1: you you, you got to have some, you know, uh, you know what to do this, right? So he did it. That or stupid, yeah. And now it looks like he's been caught. And they're making this announcement. And all of a sudden, this Fox News reporter, instead of just letting people hear from the attorney general of new york she interrupts her like i don't like i don't want you to hear this and by the way not only did she interrupt her look at play that again play that again just play that clip again
2: let's take trump park avenue in new york
1: this This is
2: both commercial and residential space the unsold residential condo units owned by Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization. Represented so
3: the New York share. State Attorney General has just announced uh, a rather lengthy and detailed uh, <laughs> layout of the lawsuit that she is putting against Donald Trump. Former putting president.
1: against Donald Trump. What the? How oh, dare. Did, did this woman go to school putting against? <laughs> they're, they're bringing a lawsuit. They're not putting against. What? What is the... the Does she know how to speak English? And they say, we don't know how to speak English. They say Latinos can't speak English. We don't get jobs like this woman has because apparently our English is not We've gotta be Guillermo on uh, some late night talk show, you know, that they make fun of. But this woman gets to sit there and do the news and she can't even speak English. You know, something they're putting against Donald, what the hell does that even mean? and she's interrupting news to give you her opinion about how this is a lengthy kind of thing. And who it it, it gets better, by the way. Listen to, by the way, this this woman on on, uh, Fox News, her name is Harris Faulkner. Harris Faulkner. Um, She's basically gonna, what she's about to do here, what you're about to hear, is she's gonna cover for Donald Trump. She's gonna cover for him. She's gonna tell her audience, don't listen to anything that, you know, look the other way, squirrel. Don't don't listen to what they're saying about our fearless leader, Donald Trump, because this this is just all bullcrap. In fact, she's about to call it inside baseball. Go.
3: Some of this is really inside baseball unless it's your tax dollars in New York. And some people may even accuse it of being political because we're 48 days away from the midterm elections. And both presidents, the current and the past, Um, are certainly being looked at uh, to help candidates out.
1: Are certainly being looked at to help candidates out. Would someone please tell me what language she is talking? What the hell does that even mean? Are certainly being looked at to help both candidates out. Scotty, translate. You were from New York. Maybe you know how to speak. What language is this? What is she even saying? Why is she and so tongue-tied?
0: She is using uh, dog whistles—not racist dog whistles here. This is uh, maggot dog whistles, basically explaining to the people why this is personal and not an actual law being broken. That it's all political, just to try to affect the midterms. And our our, our fearless leader has never done anything wrong. You know, that's what that she's saying there. That's why she's using the words that they're putting it. On him. Like, but but what but, do you mean? They're but putting-
1: but, as, but as a journalist, and she is being a journalist in that. This is not an opinion yes, show. In this
0: role, right? This is you not. Know, I, I, out- I hear people all the time. View, right.
1: I hear people all the time say, "Well, if you watch Fox News in the daytime, they actually just do news. This is news. This is news. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I mean, she. By the way, and I understand that position. Fox, it, it, you know, in, in 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 prime time, which is when they do their opinion stuff, mm-hmm. have a right to come out and say this is political. President Trump has a right to say this is political. The only reason they're charging me is because they hate me or whatever. That's fine. Right. Right. But that's not her job. Her job is to say the former president of the United States has had a lawsuit brought against him moments ago, as you heard here. And the attorney general, Letitia James, is saying in this lawsuit that the former president overvalued his assets by billions of dollars. That's the charge. That's what is there. You got to give the audience that. That's the story. I mean, you you can't have a building burning or a building fall and you're the reporter in front of it and say, it looks like the building's falling, but really this is just that the guy next door doesn't like this building because he wanted the real estate. You don't do the explanation before the story. You got to give them the story. And and she's denying her view. Just one final point. I'm sorry I'm getting so passionate here because I'm a journalist and I hate (laughs) when I see this kind of journalism. But, Scotty, she is committing the number one most obvious sin of journalism is – She's burying the story. She's not even letting people know what the story's about because she's in a hurry to get to the excuse to cover for someone, I guess, whether it's the mayor, your brother, your mother. I get it. We all cover for people when we like them, but there's no place for that in this particular case. I'll rest my case, Scotty, and let you talk. I'm sorry. Uh, i
0: I agree with it, and you could tell that it was completely strategic the way they did it because leading up to that moment, They had allowed the attorney general to lay out the case, but she was speaking at that point in legalese, like I like to say, basically using the things that normal people wouldn't understand. You know, that's just in normal, normal vernacular. So once they started getting to the part where they actually started breaking down what the case was, that's when they got out of it. And they said, you know, all that stuff, it was inside of baseball. So you don't have to worry about it unless you're a New York taxpayer. What?
1: By the way, um, you know what's funny? I'm in a unique position to talk about these things, A, because I'm a journalist. And by the way, I'm a real journalist. I've practiced journalism. I was a cop-beat reporter for years in Miami. I have busted my butt being a journalist, risked my life. I studied journalism at the University of Minnesota, graduated as a journalist. uh, And too many of these people aren't any of those things, okay? Mm -mm. They're hired for different reasons. Uh, But that said... The other thing which makes me interesting and why I think maybe from time to time more and more people are listening to this particular podcast is because I was the anchor at CNN and NBC and Fox News. I worked there, right? I've worked in news my whole life, and I've gotten to know all these people. I know Bill O'Reilly. I know Anderson Cooper. uh, I know, uh, you know, uh, Tucker Carlson. uh, I I know Sean Hannity. I, I know all these people. I've worked with them. You know, we're all on a first name basis, which in some cases is good, in some cases not so good. But I, I will tell you this: I will tell you this. Interestingly enough, speaking of my experience at Fox News, if I can share some of this, you know, Please. like I've said before, I worked. You know, when I worked at the CNN, um, you know, name name some anchors there, uh, Scotty. Just start throwing out some uh, names. Ed Henry. Ed Henry, uh, real nice guy despite the charges that have been brought against him. To me, he was kind and generous. Next.
0: Uh, uh, Wolf Blitzer. Uh, Wolf Bl- Jerry
1: wants to know about Wolf, Wolf. Blitzer. like, one of the oh, nicest sure. human beings you'll ever meet. Sweet, <laughs> kind, cool, boring as hell, but really uh, generally a nice guy.
0: Next. What about Larry King? I-, I was always fascinated with him.
1: He Deep down, I think he was Cuban. Uh, <laughs> but- <laughs>
3: Well, he a, worked in Miami all those years.
1: He's, so a guy like, from, well he's, he's a guy from Miami. He tells it like it is. He called me Ricky. He said, you're a kid from Miami. I'm a kid from Brooklyn. Ricky, let's go. Taught me to eat breakfast properly. I used to have breakfast with him in L.A. I love Larry King. He was fantastic. And let me tell you something else. I'll throw out some names for myself. Sure. The people I worked with at Fox News. I'll tell you right now. Sean Hannity's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. I know the stuff that huh. comes out of his mouth is vile. I agree. Yeah. The stuff that comes out of yes. his mouth is vile. Uh, great guy. Whenever I was really? with Sean Hannity, I found him to be a really, he's a good guy. I mean, I'm, I, I hate to say this, but when you meet a person and they're nice, they're nice. I worked with um, uh, Tucker. To this day, yeah. Tucker answers my calls. I could call Tucker right now. He'd answer the call and say, yeah, Rick, what do you want to do? What, how can I help you? I text him. He texts me back. He's, huh. you know, again, a guy who does some vile stuff. He also does a lot of stuff I agree with, by the way. He said some stuff I wish the other guys on MSNBC and CNN would understand. But uh, when it comes to immigration, for example, he's horribly vile and stupid. But he himself is a nice guy. This woman here is Faulkner. I just thought about this. I worked with her. Not a nice person. Mm. Not a nice person. Mm. Not a nice person. She is a bad person. Don't like her. Didn't like her attitude. Found her to be almost repulsive for what it's worth. You know, just describing who's nice did she, and who's did not. Did she
0: have that, did she have that, I'm a superstar, so, like, type attitude, you think? Or was it just the, uh,
1: just. Yeah, there was a little, there was a little bit of that. I'm looking down my nose at you kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, it, it's almost like I watch her do this, which she's trying to put off as journalism. And again, look, this is not to pick on Donald Trump. You know, I'll pick on Joe Biden just like I'll pick on Donald Trump. And trust me, no love lost for Joe Biden or his administration or why in the world we even end up with a guy like this who who looks like he should be in a home somewhere on a rocking chair or a wheelchair uh, (laughs) as the president. So but but it is what it is when you're a journalist and you're practicing your craft as a journalist and you have to deal with a news story. You don't do what this woman just did here. I mean, I mean pl- play this last thing one more look look what she's doing she's telling her audience don't pay attention to this story it's a nothing burger this is a nothing burger that's what she's doing and that's just not right play that last bite one more time if you can if you can Jorge
3: some of this is really inside baseball, unless it's your tax dollars in New York. And some people may even accuse it of being political because we're 48 days away from the midterm elections. And both presidents, the current and the past, um, are certainly being looked at uh, to help candidates out.
1: Both presidents are certainly getting looked at to help both, to help candidates. That's,
3: that's <laughs> like her justifying
1: you? it. Yeah, and, and, if, and, if, and if she's... The Letitia James is suing him and suggesting that he may have broken a federal law. I don't understand the politics here. If, if, if they're charging him, they're charging him, right? I mean, this,
0: this, this, I just, this is another example of this is another example of projectionism. I mean, she's literally projecting that they're being political, yet her cover that she's doing is 100% political.
1: And and th- what bothers me is, and here's what we know. Here's what we know. And this is why we're in a bad place in America. A really bad place when it comes to journalism. Yeah. Flip the name. Remove Donald Trump. Gone. Okay, done. Add the name Hillary Clinton. How would she have covered this story? That's all I want to ask you. That's all you have to ask yourself. Take out yeah. the word Donald Trump in Letitia James presentation about we are suing the state of New York is suing X blank name, right? Remove the name Donald Trump, put Hillary Clinton. How would Harris Faulkner have reported that?
0: We've seen it before. We saw it before. They, she had the, the servers and the emails and all that crap. She did twelve hours in front of the, the in front of Congress, and the whole lead up to that and after that was Hillary Clinton and her servers. Mm-hmm. She they taught they spoke in positive or in de- <laughs> they they spoke like she was guilty already. Yeah. For 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 two years she was guilty of emails and and, and hitting servers and breaking things with bleach and hammers. So we already had the example. And we yeah. know exactly how they would have covered it.
1: That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem, and uh, to a certain extent, we we get that from MSNBC and CNN yes. and some of those other places as well. Well,
0: Trump was in bed with Russia for for five years, for right? And he wasn't. Was, he just
1: wanted know? to. He, he's a he right. wanted a hotel in Moscow. That's what he wanted. So that's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, and big deal. Um, and yet they push that story on that side. And here yes. you have Harris Faulkner now, literally providing cover for Trump instead of just reporting what the story is.
0: That, that's the problem. I mean, that's. <sighs> and people will regurgitate that line and they will take that line to their friends and they will argue with people about that. Hey, I saw on Fox news that New York is just being political. Once again, you know, that liberal socialist state, New York.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, that,
0: and that's where it'll go. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. And we diminish once again, what is one of our most important institutions and that's our justice system. Cause once you yes. start telling people, that uh, anybody (laughs) in the FBI or any attorney general in a state where they didn't vote for, the guy you voted for should be discounted, then you're basically undermining half of the United States of America. And you're basically undermining our system of justice because that's just what you're doing. Whether you're doing it from the left or you're doing it from the right, and it's gotta stop. It's gotta stop. Here's somebody who uh, undermines our uh, system of justice here's somebody who uh essentially has undermined our institutions his name is Kyle Young who's Kyle Young Scotty
0: Kyle Young is a uh he's a patriot no he is a man that uh, left Iowa on January uh for January 6th of uh 2020 there and uh, he's one of the insurrectionists but he's one of the more notable ones because he literally beat the shit out of a police officer mm. uh, so much for supporting the blue there, you know, uh, him, his son, he had a taser. I mean, it was some of the most, you know, disgusting things that have come to light from the, you know, Capitol riot riots
1: so oh, he, far. Yeah, and he, there's he, video. yeah. In fact, in fact, here, here it is. He's just been sentenced to seven years and here's part of the story.
0: 38-year-old Kyle Young captured on the body cam of former D.C. police officer Michael Fanone as the violent
2: mob pushed towards him.
0: They ripped off my badge. They grabbed and stripped me of my radio. They began to beat me with their fists and with what felt like hard metal objects.
1: Can you imagine? You, 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 you weaponize yourself and you get on a plane or drive, I don't know how the hell he got there, yeah. to Washington, D.C., so that you can beat the crap out of a cop or cops so that you can get into a building and you're doing all this because Donald Trump told you that he is the real winner of the election. Because let me tell you something, Scotty Mednick, if these people were doing what they did for an honorable reason, maybe it was because We just decided one day that we were going to attack, I don't know, Jamaica, because the United States wanted more ganja. I don't know. So whatever. I'm
0: making this up.
1: (laughs) Jerry over here is going, yes, let's invade. (laughs)
0: I'm pretty sure we just have to invade Colorado.
1: If my (laughs) country were doing something heinous, which we've done from time to time, like lying about what we're doing in Vietnam. And, and, and Americans were mad and they marched on the Capitol like they did in the 1960s. I would say, yeah. good for you for marching on the Capitol. These people who say, well, these are all insurrectionists. Sometimes there's a good reason for insurrection. Sometimes there's a good reason for insurrection. Sometimes yeah. you should march on your Capitol. Sometimes you should tell your crooked politicians. And by the way, that's what we have is crooked politicians, that what they're doing is wrong. So if, if their cause were different, I would have been right there with them. But they were marching on Washington and invading the Capitol for a lie, for a lie, which most of them now admit to. Every one of them has now stood up in court and said, I thought he really did win because that's what he told me. And I guarantee you, by the way, let's just talk about this for a minute. If Barack Obama, after he had lost, which he didn't, but after if Barack Obama had lost, right? And there's so many people in this country who think Barack Obama is the next thing to, you know, whatever. I was with the former president this weekend, by the way, in San Diego, because he was there speaking at the Latitudes Convention. But there's a lot of people who love Barack Obama. And if Barack Obama had lost and he had said to all of the people who voted for him, for example, all the African-Americans in the United States, I didn't lose. I actually won. So march on the Capitol tomorrow and and, and, and go kill those Republicans and hang... Um, Who's the guy with the turtle? With the turtle neck? Um, McConnell. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. Go hang him. Or Kill me. him. Or. Do you know what? They would have. They would have marched on the turtle. They would have marched on McConnell, and they would have <laughs> marched on. Right? Uh, Am I wrong? Yeah, but would, would there not uh, have been people who did this? Who would have done the same thing for for, for Barack I,
0: Obama? I no, I don't think to that same level at all. I'm, I'm not saying this just because I'm some lefty or sympathizer to you know whatever. I definitely don't think that would happen because people, when they looked at Obama, they were feeling hopeful. They saw somebody that looked like them or oh, somebody you're that just looked a different dude. than typical. You are hear me, so, out. But no, hear no, me out, no, hear me but out, no, hear me out, No, me <laughs> on, no, no, listen to me. I in, in eight years Obama was president. I never saw anybody walk around with a fucking hat on. I never saw anybody walking around with the hope shirt on. I never saw any of these cities. You know what I saw for ten years since Donald Trump announced his election. Still to this day, people wearing these freaking stupid hats. Okay, okay, and everything so you don't,
1: else. so you don't like these people, but but that's not my question. You tell me that the people who loved Obama didn't love him just as much as the people who love uh, President uh, Trump. But they wouldn't and, go. Oh, hold to, on, hold to war on, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me just make my point. And if the, and if President Trump. Pardon me. President Obama yes. had done what President Trump did, and emailed them, and texted them, and talked to them secretly on on Twitter, and 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 hired people to go out and send out this message, and the message was. I'm the only African-American president in the United States. And all those white people are trying to get me out of power. And you know what they're doing? They're using illegal methods and they're going to get me out of here. And I need your help. Black America, rise up, come and defend me. Those white nationalists are trying to get rid of the only president in the history yeah. of the United States. Yeah. I need you to come and march on Washington on such and such a date. I need no. you to do that. No. Shut up, Scotty. No. Of course they would have no. come.
0: Let me ask you a question. Oh, let me ask you a question. Of course they would have come. Yeah. Five thousand. Let me ask you a question. If five, Just to use the number, 5,000. If 5,000 African-Americans showed up at our, at our Capitol with that same attitude as those freaking white insurrectionists did on January 6th, they would all be shot right there on spot.
1: Well, that's a different story, Scotty. That's not what i said. But, but no, but no, but it isn't. Yeah. It isn't.
0: Think about it. That mentality is ingrained in people in this country. Sometimes people understand that they're entitled and other people don't. Those people that marched on January 6th, they knew they were entitled. They knew that they felt that they had the right to be there because of the color of their skin, because of everything else that they've been through in their lives, that they get what they want. If you told a group of black people that same shit, most of those people would realize like, yeah, maybe not, maybe not so much because Fair they point. know how the, that, that's how I see. Also, yes, I do. I do agree with you, however, that humans in general are extremely uh, susceptible. We're able to. Yes. So if for the for five years or six years, Obama was sending out emails, was doing all those things. Yes, I do agree. I think if anybody hey, yeah. was doing those things to that level, See, yes, got I him. do we agree. Got him,
1: Jerry, we got him.
0: We got him. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> you got me on that <laughs> side. Fine, you got me. Ah, you twisted my arm. Here. You got me.
1: If we've learned one thing in her history, whether it was from Goebbels in Nazi Germany or Franco in uh, in in you know in, uh, Spain or or, or yeah. Castro in Cuba, is that you can move people easily. Yes, you can move
0: people very easily. You can and
1: create just, fanaticism and then you tell them, go do this and they'll go do it. And if you're unethical, and, they will do what, whatever unethical act yes. you want to do.
0: And to bring it full circle, that's exactly what, what's her name? Harris Faulkner was doing on Fox News. Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
1: Speaking of people you adore, uh, I want to introduce our audience to Karen. Um, Another one. Her real name is Jenna Ryan. Here she. This is interesting because this speaks to character. Every once in a while, you get one of these, and I'm only bringing her up now because we were just talking about Kyle Young. Here's Jenna Ryan. Uh, she was one of those people that was convinced by the president of the United States that he clearly had won the election, even though he didn't, by a mile, and that everyone was denying uh, him the presidency. So when he asked her and whoever else to march on the Capitol, she showed up. She willingly showed up. She volunteered to be there. She was angry. She was ready to start a war. She was ready to riot. She was ready to kill. How do we know that? Because she told us that. Here it is.
0: We're going to go down and storm the Capitol. USA! We're USA! all going to be up here. and We're going to be breaking those
1: windows. Do you hear what she just said?
0: <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> we are going to go in there. We're going to storm the Capitol and we are going to break the windows. I'm not crazy, right? She just said that.
0: No. No. Uh, that sounds pretty premeditative.
1: She <laughs> said, it's like, it's like somebody's going to break into my house. And before they break into my house, I hear them because say on tape yeah. to yeah. one of my neighbors, and it was recorded, I'm going to go to Rick Sanchez's house, I'm going to break his windows, and I'm going to storm yeah. his house, et cetera, et cetera, right? They're, she's saying what she's going to yes. do. I mean, what the hell? This is the, the dumbest criminal in the world is the one who actually explains his crime before he does it, right? <laughs> By it's definition, true. that's a Karen.
0: Well, yes, that is a Karen.
1: And, yes. and, then, and then and then, what's worse, and I don't know if you can jump ahead, George, but I want you to actually jump ahead if you can. I want you to go to, um, instead of going to cut five, I want you to go to cut six and skip cut five. <laughs> can you do that, you think, George? You wrote, sorry, I have blonde hair, white skin, a great job, a great future, and I'm not going to
0: jail. Sorry, haters.
1: Did, 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 did <sighs> you hear that? So <sighs> this is a <laughs> I can't even believe we I'm hearing even. this. Now, I, now, see, this. you know what sucks about this is I now I'm agreeing with you about what you said earlier about-
0: That's what I'm saying. That's few, the entitlement, There, man. There
1: are few people in this world that are more entitled than some of these people who thought they could pull this off and have no repercussions from it. This woman just went on camera and said, no, first first we we let you hear her saying, I'm going to storm the Capitol. I'm going to break the windows. <laughs> I'm going in. We're going in. It's, there's another bite where she says, this is war. Okay, great. Then she comes out and she says this thing. And and in this tweet, in fact, I don't know if we can put the tweet up. I, I want to read this tweet to you in this graphic. I, it's, it's, she says, she actually tweeted, I'm definitely not going to jail. And then she <laughs> says, I'm sorry I have blonde hair, white skin, a great job, a great future. I'm not going to jail. Sorry to rain on your hater parade. What she's saying is that because she's blonde and rich, she's not going to jail. By the way, she went to jail. Ah, as, yes. As soon as a judge saw this tweet, he literally said, you know what? Jesus Screw you. Lion. You're going to jail now. <laughs> <laughs> but but wait, this gets, as my friend Yogi Berra once said, I met Yogi <laughs> once after a football, after a baseball game between the Astros and the Mets in Houston, no less. The longest game ever played. I think it was 17 innings and Yogi Berra had a party and I was invited to it. What the hell does that have to do with this? Nothing. Um, (laughs) so, so first she says she's going to storm the Capitol, this Karen. Then she says that they're not going to do anything to her because she's blonde and rich. But then finally now, now the judge says you're going to jail and she does an interview with ABC news and she's asked about her breaking into the Capitol Oh, my God, you are not going to believe what this woman says. You're not going to believe what this woman says. This is now cut five. And uh, let's play it. I
2: think it's hard for people to reconcile why you thought it was okay to to march up the steps and go inside at all. So to march up the steps, to me, I didn't notice any barricades. I (laughs) came
0: in after the fact. <laughs> hey I mean come on man I didn't know I
1: was there it's like it's it's like you you catch a guy in your house at three o'clock in the morning stealing and he goes oh I didn't know it was your house I didn't know I was in what? some, How did I get what? Just, some what other guy saying? went in, some other guy went in and I followed him and suddenly I realized yes. I'm in some strange house I, I didn't know I was here I
0: I, I mean the what broken windows? Barricades? Where?
1: The unmitigated what? gall to say, oh, I didn't see the barricades. <laughs> I didn't, I, I, I didn't eh. know I, I, along with uh, 3,000 other people, had just uh stormed the U.S. Capitol. I, I thought it was just like a walk, you know, like we were just.
0: We were, stro- we were taking a tour. It was a, a behind-the-scenes tour that nobody's ever seen before. That's the, what it was.
1: These words are worth hearing again. Can you, can you replay that soundbite when she's asked, why, were you, why did you break into the Capitol? Go. I think it's hard for people to reconcile why
2: you thought it was okay to, to march up the steps and go inside at so all. So to march up the steps, to me, I didn't notice any barricades. I came in after the fact.
1: What the hell does after the fact mean?
0: There is- were already, the barricades had already been thrown at all the police officers heads. And I didn't see the windows broken because there was no windows there to see that they were broken already. People were just going through the windows. So who knew they were broken? I just thought they were open. I mean, this again is like, Ugh. I always, I always complain about like, there's like a lack of like accountability, but like in this sense, the lack of accountability comes just from the entitlement, man. I, 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 I know people like her. I, I've seen people growing up like her, where, and I see they, I see people like her raise kids that I've grown up with, and now those people are raising kids, and those kids are never wrong. It's just, it's just, it's, it's a vicious cycle of entitlement. And when you're, when you have that style, when you have that type of entitlement. There's no accountability, and if you ever do anything wrong like this, especially like this. You're going to shield any way you can. So whether you are saying, oh, I didn't see that the windows are broken or, oh, I thought the president was telling us to do this stuff. There's no accountability because of the entitlement of these these people.
1: Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right there. Uh, I don't get it because that's no. not who I am. Um, no, you're not. In fact, when I think I'm doing something that's even remotely wrong, I have a hard time. Um I have a hard time dealing with it. You know, it's funny. Um, I was I was sharing this yesterday. So uh I've been invited next week to talk about what we're doing here at Agua Media. Uh, and they're flying me up to New York to be on a very important television show. And I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but CNBC, which happens to be the big business network, I think is realizing that what we're doing is doing outreach to what is easily one of the most powerful cohorts in the United States. And it's the Latino community. We are now the fifth largest GDP in the world. We used to be seven, we just moved up to five. That's incredible that this group of people in the United States is so economically viable and it's a cool story. We here at Agua Media with the Rick Sanchez News Show are the first ones to actually address that audience. So they think it's interesting. They think it's interesting because they want to talk about streaming video, new media, and podcasts. And now that we've stepped into this fray, they want to interview me as the CEO of this company, which is pretty cool. And it makes me feel really good. So yesterday, the producer of that show reached out to me and our team and said, Here are the instructions. Mr. Sanchez needs to come to New York. He's going to go to the building and we're going to talk to him and he's got to be at this thing. And the guy's name was Dylan and Dylan is spelled with an O D I L L O N. And I answered him and I put Dylan a,
0: yeah,
1: I, I couldn't sleep last night. I felt so stupid. Like, my gosh, I misspelled the guy's name. What's he gonna think of me? What are people gonna think of me? They're oh. gonna think, oh, look at this stupid immigrant. He comes to America. He doesn't even know how to speak English. He can't simply spell a word. And I felt like, oh my God. I was like, and then my wife was like, let it go. I said, no, I misspelled the guy's name. Oh. That's irresponsible. Yeah. If somebody on my staff did a misspell, I go, I'm all over him. I mean, poor Jerry over here has been yelled at a million <laughs> times for for <laughs> making stupid mistakes.
0: and. There, Jerry. Don't worry, buddy. I've
1: been there. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to grammar and punctuation and spelling, that yes. stuff is important. And here I screwed it up and Very I felt good. horrible. And that's just who I am. I carry that burden. I, I don't know who the hell I got it for. I think part of it is who we are as immigrants. We we're afraid that someone's gonna find out that we're imposters that's, and I have that imposter syndrome. Yeah. And here this woman breaks into a building and then puts out a tweet and saying, I'm white and I'm rich, screw you. And then she does an interview and says, oh no, I wasn't in the building. I was just following a group of people. I didn't, see, I couldn't do that.
0: No, no, because you would realize that number one, you'd be talking out of both sides of your mouth. You know, you literally said that you didn't know something, or you knew something, then you said you did know something. That let alone right there, you'd feel like an asshole. You'd feel like a liar. You'd feel like you were inauthentic. You were like you said, a fraud. And about, and again, yeah. I I I am obviously not an immigrant. I I obviously um, you no, know, Caucasian, your kind, your kind, Jewish you, you,
1: you got but, it from your parents. You're the same.
0: Right. But that's and that's what I was gonna say. For me, I got that from my parents about shame, about what the perception of me is and how I present myself. And it doesn't make make a difference what other people think of you, but it's a weird little space. But what you said about being an immigrant. And even that hitting you so much more. You're right, man. Because you see here, blonde hair, blue eye, pale skin. You know, happy housewife, mom from Texas. Or she's actually a real estate agent. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. She mean, feels
0: that. like she feels. Who cares? Who cares what I did? I, yeah, So what I said, I saw. I was there to break windows, or I saw broken windows. Now I didn't see the broken windows. Who cares? Yeah. There's no shame here. And, and man, I, that really bothers me, especially now as a parent, Rick. I got to be honest with you, man. I mean, I. I see how all four of your kids turned out and man, just I, I hope I can raise my kids in the same way, but as a parent now, man, I, that bothers me, man. I, I hope my kids don't pick that crap up from somewhere else. I really, cause they're not going to learn it from me and my wife that I know for sure. But man, I really hope that sense of entitlement, that sense of, you know, white pride, so to speak, you know, I hope it doesn't creep into them. I hope it, you know, I don't think it will, but.
1: One of the things that I learned, by the way, it, this is interesting, and I think we can close with this because uh you know I'm a latino guy and I grew up catholic you're a, you're a street rat from new jersey who grew up uh, jewish <laughs> so <laughs> we're basically both from we're, diff- we're we're from different kind of barrios you know as street rats but uh, but uh if there's when if there's one thing I learned from my experience at cnn and afterward when i kind of mangled my words and got in trouble with the jewish community and then spent a year studying uh, Judaism and what it means. And one of the things I learned was that in the Jewish tradition, name is everything. You mm-hmm. don't shame the name. The name Never. is a... Ba- when you go by a Jewish cemetery and you see those 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 stones and their names are written in huge, giant letters, sometimes you can't even understand them, you know, but they go on. Yeah. That, it, that's a big deal for Jews. It always has been a big mm-hmm. deal for Jews. That yeah. pride... That brand is is your name. It's your family. You don't shame your name. You don't shame your family, sure. and 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 that's been part of the Ashkenazi experience for Jews for mm-hmm. for, for thousands
0: and thousands yes. of years. It's part of the it's part of survival. It's, it's part yeah. of the survival of, of that group of, of uh, you know the people, man. Because at the end of the day, you know, kind of like Tony Montana said, all you have is your word and your balls. Well, all you have really is your name in your balls. And, That's and why you shouldn't I, break that.
1: when I read Michael Cohen's book
0: mm.
1: and I think his dad's like a rabbi or something like that, he comes from a yeah, very, very strict Jewish family. Yes. And when he writes his book and and he says, and I'm trying to get him, by the way, I want to get him as a guest on this show. He was Trump's fixer and Trump's lawyer. And he only, he, start, he, he starts his book by saying, I am a piece of crap. I am a horrible human being. I have shamed my family. I have shamed my name. I can't look at my father in the eyes anymore. And in the Jewish tradition, I am the worst of the worst. And I want to now say, I'm sorry. I should not have done all these things. I want to go to jail to pay for my crime, but I'm going to write this book to explain to you what I did, exactly what I did. And yes, I do have this excuse. I was asked to do it by Donald Trump, but I still did it. And I need to pay mm-hmm. for this, and that was my name that I shamed. And he talks about the whole—I don't know if you had a chance to read his book, but I think it's, I've read it twice I, now. I, I the fascinating yet, but I want book. To. Yeah. He writes about all this in the Jewish tradition from the from the shame name thing. You know, the thing where you and I were just talking yeah. about, where you yeah. do something wrong, you stand up and you say, "I screwed up." And yeah. I, and I cop to it and I'm wrong and le- please that's forgive it. me and let me start over, but not, that's I right. didn't do it. I wasn't there. No. Somebody else made me. I mean, all of this. Oh my God.
0: The fact that he said, I deserve to go to jail. That's the accountability right there. You and he acknowledge did. you did something wrong. Right. And you accept your punishment. Not I'm white. And because of my hair color, I'm not going to go to jail. Haters. Yeah. Like, all right, Karen. All Dude. right. Well, guess what? Now, bye-bye. Bye-bye, have fun, 60
1: days later. I can't, believe, I can't believe we finally end up doing a Karen section. We haven't done a lot of Karen sections <laughs> uh, segments, I should say. Scotty Bednick, uh, uh, my boy. Thanks, man. Hey, thank um, Thanks, this is called Rick Sanchez News. It's a part of Agua Media. And we're developing a lot of really cool shows that are coming down the pipe.
0: Get ready,
1: America for Agua Media and some of the shows that we are going to have. I mean, we've we've got one right now. You you may have seen it. I think it's really, really cool. It's called Yes, This Happened by Mario Gongora. And it takes weird things that have happened that are creepy in the lives of real people and they take you through those stories. And when you listen to this uh, podcast, you'll get creeped out and you'll get scared and you'll get nightmares. So if you're into that, Ghost stories, essentially, is what it is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah. this is Agua Media. I'm Rick Sanchez News. If you if you haven't done this already, please share it with a friend. Let them know what we're doing. Um, every day we're getting more and f- more people who want us to put our stuff on there. TYT is going to be using us now. We're going to be doing a segment for TYT. We're going to be doing segments in Spanish. I mean, if I started telling you now all the stuff that's coming in, you'd be surprised, but it's pretty cool. Our numbers are growing, but um, yeah, we're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Look for Rick Sanchez News to listen to this podcast and then share it with someone else. And if you're watching us on uh, on the YouTube thing, then uh, hit that little subscribe button, okay? Okie dokie. Do you know what I mean, my friend? Por favor, dale. So thanks to Scotty. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to all the Karens in the world who hate Latinos and think that they're so much better than us. And uh, as I always like to say, dale, andale, y vamos con todo. Agua. mmm.
2: Ah, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.